This is a HeadGum Podcast. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Your specific facts will almost always change the outcome, and you should always seek an attorney before doing anything. Literally anything. Ryan Morrison is an attorney licensed in New York, and Austin and O'Connor are just normal humans not licensed to do anything anywhere. Proceed with caution. Hello and welcome to Robot Congress. I'm Ryan Morrison, joined as always by Austin Hoffman and Ryan O'Connor. Hello! Good afternoon. This week we're going to discuss what we are taught as children to care about, to share, to love, and to charity. To, to charity your verb. To others, your fellow yes. humankind. <laughs> we're going to quickly run through what a nonprofit is, or more commonly referred to as a 501c3, and we're going to talk about the charities in this country that are notoriously evil and super good. So that you'll know better what to do when you donate money. You should know that it's going to actually help someone and not just go in the pocket of somebody who is uh, evil but smart enough to start a charity that sounded good. Yeah. For... Wait, hold the phone. We give to say that we gave on Twitter and MySpace. Yeah, and... like yeah. when I shop on Amazon, I shop on smile.amazon.com so that money goes to the Leukemia Society. Do you know if it goes there? I don't even know what the name of the actual society is. So I was just looking at charities. Do you know how much percentage one. of your Amazon smile actually gives? I don't know, no. So you're exactly what I'm talking about? You just wanted to be able to mention <laughs> that you gave? Yeah, that's absolutely... That's <laughs> He's not even giving. That. He's just shopping. He's yes, not like I'm donating shopping, extra. But I'm making sure that a portion of my capitalist contribution is going to the needy. Uh, well, actually, it's if, going to society to help cure terrible You're diseases. not a better person because you type smile instead of www, and that goes for everyone no, listening No, I'm a it. better person because I do it uh, <laughs> because I do it efficiently, and I made a bookmark instead of Amazon.com. I go to smileamazon.com. That way I remember every time. So are you more proud of giving or the fact that you made a bookmark? I'm more proud of the fact that 70% of the time I remember to use that link instead of just typing in Amazon.com or using the app because you cannot use the smile contribution i'm not gonna lie it gets you like i do whenever i do remember to put smile instead of www i do feel like i'm the pope i'm helping Uh, i've literally never done it a lot of people don't know that's a thing that's part of the reason that i mentioned it because i want to help other people feel good too and you want other people to know that you help other people of course i do we don't do good things for other people we do good things to make ourselves feel better about helping people i know because we're a bunch of frauds No, we're just human beings. Speaking of frauds... We're not perfect. We're going to do Morrison's favorite two-word combo and deep dive into charities and how a lot of them are just a bunch of scam. Is charity and scam his favorite two words? Well, we are talking about a lawyer here, so Oh, snap! (laughs) When I was uh, younger, I was raised Jewish for three-ish years, and I went to Hebrew school for that time. And I don't know if this is the case in other religions, but the, the mitzvah in Judaism... It matters if you know who you're giving to and they know who you are as the donator, as opposed to just giving anonymously to anyone. Uh, it's, you know, if both sides are anonymous, it's kind of like the best mitzvah and the worst mitzvah, which is still good. It's still being a nice guy is giving something to, to someone who knows who you are. Oh, because they're actively combating what we were mentioning earlier, how people give money in order to make themselves feel better. This is actually getting you closer to, I, I, I suppose, like like holiness and just being a good person in that you're they want you to give without anybody knowing why or who or who, you know who was giving sure uh, that, yeah, i mean does again seem like I, the nicest like giving just to give well yes without you are any literally sort of doing it although you, you are going to still going to feel good about yourself right absolutely again i went to hebrew school 20 years ago for three years i don't remember exactly but that's 
that's basically the core tenants I remember. The other reason a lot of people give is for tax write-offs, uh, a major reason to donate money. My accountant every year says, make sure you donate at least this much. And of course, I've already donated way more than that because I'm I'm a living saint. But uh, <laughs> there we go. And but, it's Austin and Morrison that need to self-promote about that. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But in in reality, I mean, that's another reason people do it. The third reason, which is far far down the list of of reasons people give, is to actually help someone. But that's what we like to see. We so, can't say that it's far down. Some people are relatively good and so some, maybe it's some like are but i think very few are and that's unfortunate but that's life i did it and, i actually did it this year i okay. donated to cars for kids morrison, and now you're telling everyone about it so you're worse than me and austin morrison can you explain this to me as a layman so your accountant wants you to give a certain amount of money for tax write-offs but you're still giving a certain amount so that means that you have to be getting better tax write-offs you have to be will, gaining I will, what you're giving here. I'm not giving you tax advice, but it gets you down to different brackets and things. I'm, I'm not giving you tax advice. Oh, okay. You okay, call it's a your bracket accountant. thing. That, that, that helps me. I don't know that it's a bracket thing. That's just one of the only tax words I know. <laughs> uh, so okay. so in in uh, in reality, the, the corporations or charities behind these things are very similar. There's good ones and there's bad ones. They do it for bad reasons or good reasons. So the nonprofits in this country, this country being America for our, our international listeners, we're still we're still standing. They are commonly referred to as 501c3s. I'm still standing. 501c3 is the section of the U.S. Revenue Code that basically says nonprofit organizations are going to be tax exempt. Nonprofit basically means public charities, private foundations, or private operating foundations. What is difficult there is there's certainly a lot of companies that fall under 501c3 that that shouldn't. And it's normally up to the specific legislation or it's up to the IRS. One such company is the NFL, arguably one the of the NFL? most. Pro- yes, the uh, the football league. Side <laughs> note, we got a lot of fan art about Tom Brady takes knees. Totally. O'Connor, I do not know how we did. We missed this. I have no idea how after last year's football season, we not only accepted, but promoted Tom Austin. Brady takes knees. Yeah. So we thought, uh, I mean, he was. Austin was talking about a, a running the clock out and, and didn't know what that was. So we thought right. he was talking about a victory celebration. I did not even cross my mind to to link that with the Colin Kaepernick stuff. So I really just want to apologize again that we thought we were making a hilarious joke and accidentally uh, speaking on a thing. appropriation. Yeah, I mean, for the record, we're, we're all pro uh, Kaepernick. That's that. We can move on. But thanks for the fan art. It won't be on a T-shirt. <laughs> Because uh, Tom Brady takes knees is a very different message than we thought it was. But what if we do the whole Tom Brady tomahawk thing? You know what? I'll let you have a Tom Brady takes knees shirt, and I'll let you run through the streets of Boston with it, and then we'll see how you feel about it. I mean, it sucks because the fan art was good and also ignorant of the political climate there. There was a great one with Tom Brady holding a tomahawk and just like a bag of knees, and he was just taking <laughs> knees. But again, like that looks even worse without context. So it's it's just we're not – we're obviously not doing it, and that is – Removed from the conversation forever, and once again, we apologize. Good old Moving on. <laughs> mo- yeah, for real. I mean, that is the definition of white privilege right there. Is, Moving is on. Not, is not even putting the, those two things together. So seriously, if, if anyone was offended or hurt by that, we really do apologize. Obviously not what we were trying to joke about. But moving on. The NFL was a nonprofit corporation for a very long time. And the reason for that is, I guess, pretty nefarious or just usual corruption, <laughs> at least very quickly looking into it. I don't see any reason they were, and there's a lot written on this. Why is the NFL a nonprofit? The only stuff that really seems to to explain it is that since they operated their players' pensions themselves, there were a couple legislators that said, eh, that's close enough. 
and uh, we'll kind of let them skirt by. Wow. Uh, well, that's like I'm a state worker, so our employees' pension fund is also a nonprofit. Right, but that's but but that's a pension fund for a state worker as opposed to the NFL, which is like it's it's that's not all the NFL does. Yeah, you also have to keep in mind that are for you. But you also have to keep in mind the NFL is not the teams. So the teams together in 2012 uh, is the is the study I saw. The teams saw 11 billion dollars in revenue. That's wow. that's the teams. They are taxed. The NFL itself saw only only but only nine million dollars in income for 2012, and they were tax exempt. Okay. So it's not as egregious as people thought. It's okay. still terrible. But in 2015, the NFL basically relinquished their tax status. Voluntarily, they said, "Forget about it. We don't want this. It's Why not worth the that? negative PR." I mean, twenty again. It was it was only nine million they're being taxed on, as opposed to the billions they're actually taking in. But more importantly, in 2015, uh, spousal abuse was was a hot topic in the NFL. Still is. It's it's a disgusting thing. Uh, concussions are are still not being treated properly. But all these stories coming out, the viewership in the in the, in the NFL. O'Connor, you were just talking about this yesterday. How? It fell like 20%, right? Yeah, it, fe- it fell on 20% over the past two years. Also, being a for-profit means that you don't have to make your records public. Oh, oh. what does that mean? You know way more about tax world than I do, O'Connor, so so you so, want to run I mean, through what that means? Being a charity, your records have to become public, so you have to show that you're not you're not making a profit. If you are, if you state you're making a profit, then that's fine. You're a corporation, and your tax records are, get submitted to the government. But it's not like John Q. Public can just go in and look up your tax records. If oh, you're in this charity, case, are you John Q. Public? Yeah. So you actually, so you went in and you looked at their tax records. I didn't look at the NFL's tax records, but I did look into the charities that we're going to be talking about in our next segment. Let's talk about some charities. Uh, you did a lot of research this week. You read a lot of very tedious tax records and annoying documents that I wanted no part of. Oh, he lives for that. I live for tedious tax records and annoying documents. <laughs> and and my as, favorite. as per your instructions, because I, I believe you're going to take us through and have us guess which company is bad and good. Austin and I have not looked at your research, so you're going to have to kind of lead the boat here. Where Where are we going? Lead the boat or steer the boat? Come on now. Neither. Navigate well, no, the boat. No, no, no. You can lead the boat. You can be in like a, in a tugboat or a dinghy in the front and be leading the boat through ice flows or if it's in the stars uh, through like comets. What that... are you, a Viking? Yes, a space Viking. How would there be sea in space? This, this, the space is a sea. It's a giant ocean of stars. Well, we're about to navigate the ocean of charity. <laughs> that's, that's great. <laughs> Mostly the icebergs that you need to avoid, namely bad charities. Oh, Right. Uh, and during my research, I the one name of a charity continued to pop up throughout the entire thing. Uh, you found is... the one Austin and I started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I guess you started in 1997 with the Fulfill a Wish Foundation, which is now the Kids Wish Network. Fulfill a Wish? That's not Make yes, a Wish. That's, that's a knockoff so, Make a Wish. That's correct. Wait, and what did you say they are now? They are the Kids Wish Network. Is that a, a so being trademark attorney over here? That fulfill a wish, I would say, is confusingly similar to make a wish. I don't think that's they're confusingly correct. similar. And I'd say that you could th- fulfill a wish versus make a wish because the fulfill a wish foundation actually makes kids' dreams come true. Whereas I could say that make a wish is they're crafting like lists of wishes for the kids in <laughs> order to, to wish for that the fulfill a wish foundation could then make true so it's imagine like, that the make a wish foundation was just like what you wish Why timmy you he's wish? like i want to go to disney he's, they're just like well cool 
Later. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> There's your dream. Now go make it happen. <laughs> go make it. All right, so take us through what the Kids, the kids, kids Wish Network. What, kids, kids Wish, wish network. network. So once again, they were the Fulfill-A-Wish Foundation and then had legal action brought against them oh by the Make-A-Wish God, Foundation. Oh, my God, that is so beautiful. Yeah. The majority of my research was using the website charitynavigator.org. So what they do is they kind of do the legwork for you. So if you want to look up a charity that seems good that you might want to donate to, but you're not 100% sure if they're on if they're on the ball or not, the it's, like a, it's like a Metacritic for, if, for charities. Okay, so it's legit because it's a .org, right? Because it's an organization? Is that how you think websites work? Well, yeah. Are you being organizations serious? Organizations that... are official. They, they, can't, they can't do bad things. O'Connor, please continue. <laughs> I, hate, I hate you so much. <laughs> so, the Kids Wish Network currently has a score of 26.37 out of 100. That's okay. not that bad, that though. That is really bad. Okay, so let's, <laughs> I'll give you another factor figure for you. Out of no, 14, don't get me wrong. 26 out of 100 is not good, but it's I expect it – like when you go to Rotten Tomatoes, the worst movie is not 26%. No, the worst movie is Freddy Got Fingered at Zero. <laughs> is that which real? Is, I don't yeah. think that's real because we were just talking about Freddy Got Finger, which is like too many people having conversations about that. But <laughs> it's it was a really great 90s movie, and I don't think it was Zero. I think it is. I'm pretty sure that the that the original Dungeons and Dragons with the Wayans uh, movie. There's got no way a that's zero. zero. There's no way. <laughs> Freddy Got Fingered is an eleven. Okay, if you're looking, what, what what's the what's the original Dungeons and Dragons movie from 2000 with Jeremy Irons? Yes, Jeremy Irons was the best part of that movie. I'm not gonna say that that's incorrect. Ten percent, one percent lower yes! than Freddy Got Fingered. <laughs> wow, yeah. that means one guy walked out and went like. You know what? You know what? Authentic experience. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's quite a few. There's, there's a long list of movies that have zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Just We're for the record. We're not going through that because they're not nonprofits. We're talking. We about won't the go through it, but Police Academy charity. Four is, is funny that it's on there. <laughs> Wait, is, is Rotten Tomatoes a nonprofit? Okay. Uh, oh my god. No, they don't have a .org at the end of their website. <laughs> if it's a .edu, that means they have to teach you something when you visit their website. God, I hate you so much. <laughs> Anyway, if you think the 26% is not that bad, in May 2016, they collected $14 million in donations. 75% went back to themselves and to their corporate solicitors. Oh, so meaning 25%. I thought that's I thought that's how charities worked, because they have to keep the wheel rolling. So the money that goes in, a lot of it gets eaten up by the bureaucracy and keeping the charity, you know, like keep they, they keep collecting charities. And then some of it, some of the little like millet seed makes it out into into the needy charities. There is a grain of truth to that. The, about 33% is supposed to go back into the charity itself. So yes, oh. <laughs> the majority of charities don't completely donate. Oh, okay, uh, well, of but, course not. I mean, a majority you have to, of the money with most charities, from what you're saying, a majority of the money is going to the, to the, the kids. kid causes. Yes. But I think that's the swing. Uh, from 75% to 25% going to actually helping people <laughs> is still within the realm of like what what is to be expected of charities. No! Sometimes. No, well, uh, to hear, hear me out. I mean, there are some charities, I'm sure you'll get into them, that only spend like three cents on a dollar. That's very different. This is different. them. Well, 25 cents on a dollar is not that. It's there that that this case, it's not excusable. But there's other charities that have to do big, crazy events and things to get money. And, you know, as long as they're still helping people at the end of the day, that that's fine. But th this is obviously it should be 75 percent going to help people and 25 percent running the charity. Yeah, but the average is about 33. So it's I'm saying they're double the average. 
Right. So, that's, so on average, 33% these are not, is, what, these what, are not, is what takes to run the charity. Yeah, yeah, this is not a good charity for sure. They don't <laughs> need that 75%. Charity. Yes, and it's <laughs> okay. not just this year. That's the problem. Is This is when I decided to put on my thinking cap and start digging. Because their records are public, I decided to look up years 2003 through 2013 and found you that they collected... went through a decade of tax records? So in that decade, they collected $171 million. $110 million of that went to corporate solicitation. Wow. Another five of it went to themselves. Wait, what do you mean themselves? Meaning the founders. But I thought they couldn't make a profit. We'll get into why. That means that 62% of that went back into the charity itself and their corporate solicitations. Oh. And what Morrison wanted me to do initially was find out how these companies are able to scam people like this and give it back to themselves. Since their records are all public, how do people find this out? Like, I know that you can pay the director a salary and things like that. But again, yes. to, to pay yourself 75% of the millions you're making seems on its face not doable. One of the easiest way to scam people and get the most amount of donations is just make the name of your charity sound like one that already exists and people like. Okay. So, oh. like the fulfill a wish. Yeah, fulfill and a, make wish a wish and make a wish. So what I did was is I compiled a list of good charities and bad charities that sound pretty similar. Okay. And I'm going to have you guys guess which one of the two, which one is the good pa- charity and which one is the bad one. The National Federation for the Blind... Or the American Council for the Blind? Uh, I'm going to go with the National Federation being the good one. And I'm going to say that's the bad one because the Federation is Star Trek and that is a terrible show. You're bad. Well, we're going to have to go with Star Trek on this one. Yeah! National Federation is the good one. Star- oh, because the movies are good, so that's fair. No. Oh, my God. That's not even the Federation. I don't even know. Under- no. Aren't well, they the Federation in Star Trek? Yes, but why is it? The- no. Not, no. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> He's trying to trigger Austin. <laughs> I'm actually serious. I thought that was the Federation. It is the Federation, but it's the Star Trek movies, and it's they're awful. Okay. They're, they're not, not they're, awful. They're incredible. They are not good Star Trek Sherlock movies. Ho- Sherlock Holmes. I love, I love Benedict Cumberpatchelness. But, and, uh, and, and British his... Cumberbutton? <laughs> Cumber, yes. Anyway, let's go to cancer. <laughs> the Cancer Research Institute or the American Breast Cancer Foundation? The American Breast say... Cancer Foundation is the one that I thought was like the prime example of worst charity in America. So that we're and yeah, I'm we're gonna go with with option A. Just to be Morrison different, is correct. The American Breast ah. Cancer Foundation is indeed one of the worst ones, and I'll go into why in a little bit. Oh man, right. Okay. I can't wait to continue this list. It's so not depressing. Well, to continue on this list, we have to go back to the future. <laughs> How do you with Parkinson's? Oh. Come on. Michael J. Fox's Foundation <laughs> for Parkinson's Research. Okay. Or the Parkinson's That has to be the good one. Michael J. Fox is not stealing money from you. Because we, I cannot believe that, that that would be bad. Are you sure? Yes. Is that your final answer? Yes. The Michael J. Fox Foundation is the good one. Oh, thank God. Thank God. <laughs> but Parkinson's Research Foundation and American Breast Cancer Foundation and American Council for the Blind, I mean, these are not joke names. These are not these are parody not names. It's... It, this, I mean, that should be enough proof for everyone listening to just really look into who you're donating to before you donate. Like whatever Leukemia Society I contribute to on Amazon. You could be donating to one of the bad ones. How do you know? I don't know. He's not donating um, to anyone. He uses smile.amazon instead of <laughs> www. He's doing nothing. <laughs> I am I am using my bookmark that I made to make sure that I almost always go there. You're really okay. proud of that okay. bookmark. Yes. Anyway, boys, let's talk about the troops. The National Military Family Association or the National Veterans Services Fund? 
Ooh, that's a hard one. What are they again? I'm going to go with Hold on, what are the two names again? Military Family Association or the National Veterans Services Fund. I'm going to go with National Veterans Services Fund being the good one. Damn. That has the word veterans in it. And Services Fund sounds legit. That is the bad one. Oh, no. How are we supposed to know? (laughs) Well, there's two nationals in that one, so you don't know. All right. Oh, no. And finally, our law enforcement. The Disabled Police and Sheriff's Foundation. Oh, no. Okay. Or the Disabled Police Officers of America. Oh, no, no. I'm going to go with option A because it has police and sheriff, and option B has America in it, and apparently that means that it's bad. I was going to go with B, but I actually like Austin's reasoning. I'm going to go with him, too. They're both bad! That's, that's not fair! <laughs> Actually, on this list, there was no good one for law enforcement. Wow. So donate, do, do not donate to the police, is what you're saying. Oh, and definitely donate, don't donate to the firefighters. We're going to get into that one, because that one is actually based locally here in Farmingdale, New York. These, oh, oh, no! <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's fun, isn't it? So another way that... In an awful way, yes. Yeah. So Morrison was asking me how they do this, and I mentioned corporate sponsors before. And that's not to say, like, hey, donate to the Make-A-Wish Foundations brought to you by Crest Toothpaste. <laughs> it, corporate solicitation means that, so when they call you to ask you for money, that's not the Kids Wish Network asking you for money. That's a for-profit corporation. That, they're telemarketers. It's a yes. telemarketing corporate. It's a, it's a telemarketing business that's that they're paying. Yes. Okay. And they, so they basically pay themselves that way, right? Exactly. So Well, they're paying telemarketing corporations, unless they also, like, the nonprofit can't like own a telemarketing corporation right or business well they can absolutely have we'll their own telemarketers but they, so, it doesn't so even yes. need to be a oh, third yes, party then they can pay their own telemarketers correct so you can you you can double down wow okay but that's not intrinsically a bad thing either no, it's a bad thing if you're the people that work for the charity that's not a bad thing but once again this is not the charity this is a for-profit telemarketing corporation that you're paying to do this okay right. all right so continuing on so the Kids Wish Network, shockingly, was at the top of the list when it came to who was <laughs> kicking back to these corporate solicitations. Oh, I love the Kids Wish Network. Yep. And out of the hundred charities that they looked at, like the hundred worst charities in America, one they raised $1.3 billion between that span I told you about, 2003 to 2013. $1 billion out of the $1.3 went back to these corporations. Wow. So that's a number for you. And the best part about Kids Wish Network being the worst is once this came out and became public and broke the news in the CNN article that I was reading, what do you think they did? They kept going and did nothing? Nope, neither of those. They did what good charities do and hire a PR specialist. Which PR specialist? Melissa Schwartz. And what did she used to do? Oh, she covered for BP during the oil spill crisis of 2010. So that means that she's (laughs) really good or really bad because... Well, really bad because no, the BP public that, that, relations that department after that was not good. Yeah. So her her with her PR expertise, her reasoning for why seventy five percent of the money was going back to these corporate sponsors was because the charity themselves and the workers within that charity were too busy fulfilling wishes, and they wanted to make sure that the telemarketers did this so the charity itself can actually fulfill wishes. That's all totally possible. It's totally believable i'm not i'm not automatically against them and really if you 75 is employing people in your charity charity in and of itself see you're making jobs really we're gonna do this on this one we're gonna we're gonna take that side 
because I got tons of facts. I'm going to keep bringing them for you. Oh, please. So, Austin mentioned this before, and we talked about the American Breast Cancer Foundation. Which is the bad <laughs> which, one? Uh, yes, correct. Which is not to be confused with the National Breast Cancer Foundation. Oh, my God. Or the American Cancer Society. <laughs> you can double down. You can own a for-profit telemarketing company. Oh. And then you take the money from the charity and funnel it to that company. How can a non-profit... Okay. Yep, so the American Breast Cancer Foundation was owned by this lady called Phyllis Wolf. She uh, allowed her son's company separate More like Wolf and she's clothing. No, more like Boiler Room Wolf. That doesn't make any sense. More like it's the... Melissa Snake instead of Wolf. <laughs> I, really? We, more like Snake I'm and the Pied Piper. I'm giving you good information. You guys are like, huh, wait, let's make no, Wolf puns. Wait, no, Snake. More, more like, how no, could no, she Saint do Patrick. this? No, no, Saint Come Patrick. on, how could she do this? Is no, gold. he beat all the, the snakes out of Ireland, and Ireland was a big tax shelter. What? Yes! You can't change your name to Snake and then make a joke about St. Patrick. You're not allowed two changes. Oh. I hate you both. <laughs> I'm giving you good information about why these companies are just a bunch, giant bunch of jerks. And you're How like, could you do this is gold. <laughs> and then looking at your notes, it looks like they gave $18 million to a telemarketing company, like you were just saying. And uh, a, a, a for-profit telemarketing company. And to but be fair, over the... the name of the company was Nonprofit Promotions. Which is a for-profit... Oh, because they're promoting non-profits. Right. That's exactly. totally fair. Yeah, I, that again, totally makes sense in, in an awful world. It's, so no, she gave that's $18 totally million dollars to this company over eight years. Okay. At which time they realized that the person who owned non-profit promotions uh-huh. was her son. Oh, so she's keeping it in the family. Yep. That's Listen, that's great because that's how you have, that's how you have dynasties. And glorious dynasties, they continue those, those non-profits. That, that way that whole family... Why are family... you saying it like that? Dynasty. Dynasty. Stop it. <laughs> Stop. That way, that way, that that entire family can continue to do good works and profitable and uh, profitable charities. So she's yeah. quite literally just she set up a, a shell company for her son, telemarketing company. Said, "Here's eighteen million dollars, Sonny boy, go have fun," and made that an expense of the charity. That's exactly. disgusting. Yeah. And even better is the Kids Wish Network got in on this action too, baby. Why wouldn't they? This Kids sounds like a everywhere. great idea. Yeah, they, they, I, I, I was trying to find other charities, and we'll, we'll oh go into God. a couple others. But, I mean, the Kids Wish Network popped up on every single search that I did. And they were all completely different. Like, worst charity, embezzling charity. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I, I, it just, yeah, it sounds like they're the black sheep of charities. I want to see yeah, what they're... wishes they've fulfilled, though. Maybe they just, like, ball out on that 25%. Yeah, they make that one kid really happy by taking him to Denny's. But not the, <laughs> not the bad one, the good one across the street. <laughs> <Not> the good... <laughs> you can get a Grand Slam. <laughs> grand slam. <laughs> My Grand Slam was supposed to come with sausage. Yes, so uh, the owner and founder of the Kids Wish Network was a guy by the name of Mark Briner. He created and invested in a company called Dream Giveaway, which was uh, supposed to work hand in hand with the charity it to give away. It just sounds like giving away vacations in or in exchange for timeshare time. Uh, they were giving away automobiles. <laughs> uh, during the time of 2008 to 2011, the Kids Wish Network paid the Dream Giveaway 3.8 million dollars, which is 500 thousand dollars more than that three-year span of them fulfilling wishes. So they actually spent more money giving it back to themselves than granting wishes. I I I can't stand to hear about this anymore. I, this is... You know what, Austin, you're right. We should talk about how they clearly got caught and got punished for this. Well, seriously, if they're on every list, 
Oh, thank God. So Has got, there been got, repercussions? for it, and they got punished for it. Yeah. So I was talking about Phyllis and Joseph Wolf of the American Breast Cancer Foundation, how they embezzled $18 million. That's not the correct term, but fair enough. Thank you, Mr. Lawyer. It's is not it, embezzlement. Called, she was paying another company, and the charity's allowed to called, do that. Is it called hamster pouching? Because they're putting the money in the side, in the cheek pouch, and, and they're, they're keeping it in there for the winter? So, no, they just took early retirement. But to get back to what Morrison was saying, he is right. It's not considered embezzlement. So nothing happened to these people. No jail time. All they did was take, quote-unquote, an early retirement. Because everything was technically legal, they just got awful PR for it? Well, embezzlement exactly. changes state to state. It's a criminal law for sure. But to be clear, I mean, the, the, the legal reality here is this charity was taking money, paying another company to promote them, and just because they're related doesn't intrinsically make that evil. It doesn't mean that anything is nefarious there. And probably there was bad stuff here. And obviously the numbers are not good to see. But, I, you know, is that illegal? Not really. I mean, you should know where you're donating and how they spend their money. Like O'Connor said, this is all public. And it's not it's not uh, automatic jail time or anything. In fact, there was no jail time here when this stuff happens. The problem that we hit on is that people donate because they're they think that they're doing something good for whatever reason, whatever the motivation. They're they're donating money, but they're not. But you don't you don't think that you have to take the time to see what what charities are good and what charities are bad. You'd want someone to tell you if what you're doing is a good thing or a bad thing when it comes to donations, right? Right. So what if you were the owner of the charity and you came out and said, you know, donating to us is probably not the best use of your money. What would you do? Not donate to that charity? Yeah. So let's, we're actually going to do with a, uh, go with a homegrown charity here. In Farmingdale, New York, a charity by the name of the Firefighters Charitable Foundation. Once again, based out of Farmingdale, New York. Yeah, right, right here. Right here yeah. in, right here on Long Island. Right here in New York. Long Island. Long Island. The owner and and the person who runs this, Frank Tepidino, came out and said to WPIX, our local news channel, that, you know, quote, you know, it's not a good way of people giving their money. Wow. Why? What? Why do you ask? Because the news found out that out of the $7.6 million that was given to the charity in 2012... 90% of it was given back to the corporate sponsors. Wow. This was the one charity that I found that was actually worse wow. than the kids So, Wish So they Network. were worse percentage-wise. It's just they're a local charity, so they did smaller numbers. But those are still significant numbers considering the area. Like, like consider, considering we're talking about Long, Long Island. That is still... We're talking about New York. Firefighters have done a significant amount of things for for New York and New York City. So just to give you those numbers again, 7.6 million donated. 534,000 was given to the firefighters. Wow. Also, I that... found out this guy's making 100 grand a year running this this charity. This wow. How oh So my God. after that news article, you think that the bad PR would cause this guy to resign, People... right? No. No, people people know that that we're a, not a good that we're not the best use of their money when it comes to donations. That's why we exist so people don't give us money for charitable donations. What? Yeah, he's still running it to this day. Two towns over. Worst person on Long Island. On Long Island, but just for one final shot, let's go to the Kids Wish Network. Thanks. So a lot of these things that I listed before you keep about in perspective, yeah, right? A lot of things I talked about before about how they were giving away to the Dream Giveaway, right? And things the, like that. The dream giveaway. <laughs> this came out because a, a woman by the name of Meanda Dubay, who worked for the Kids Wish Network, okay. went to the board of directors and under... Uh, ch charities have what's known as a whistleblower policy, which means if you find out that someone's embezzling or doing something nefarious, you should be able to go to the board, tell them what happened, and nothing happens to you because you're doing the right thing. Right. Unless the board is all... Yeah, okay. Correct. Oh, so gosh. what happened to her after she went and did this? 
She got pushed off a ledge. No, but she did get fired within one hour of reporting it. What? Wait, wait, okay, so, so, how, 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 how do they get around this? Oh, well, they didn't really get around it as much as they accused her of stealing proprietary information and sent the FBI after her. And when I say sent the FBI after her, they actually physically raided her home, guns drawn, and confiscated her computers. Shockingly, they didn't uh, find any wrongdoing. So the the reality is with these charities and with the law and, and everything else here is there's definitely rules to being a 501c3, of which these charities are. There's a lot of things you have to file and 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 maintain to keep your tax-exempt status. Uh, for right. example, everything with the charity has to be for the charity, but that's pretty easy to do. Uh, most states and most federal regulations here don't say you have to spend $80 of every do dollar donated on helping someone. In fact, they're pretty silent on it. What they say is that the charity has to be working for the charity, but all this stuff is within those those lines. You could just be paying yourself salaries. And there's, Are there salary caps or anything like that? I mean, 13% of public charities right now spend $0 on management and general expenses. That means that there is no one running the thing. And that means they're probably not being pretty good on their stuff. Uh, there's there You can Google around and see an endless array of, of different statistics and nonsense that shows we need a big overhaul on how charities work in this country. And I suppose that's the beautiful thing in this is in that you can, because they're nonprofits, you can see where the money's going. Yeah, but the downside is no one's looking or checking. So instead of relying on the public to say, hey, I'm going to research this charity before I put $5 in the jar on the, the counter of the Chipotle, I, I think it's better if our government starts regulating these guys a lot more closely. Morrison's 100% correct. So Ms. Dubay actually tried to countersue against the foundation and Mark Briner in particular. And this was the and Morrison's 100% talking about. Yes. He's 100% right though, is that it needs to be fixed from the ground up because the IRS pretty much flat out said, "Yeah, there are loopholes. They got around it. Deal with it." Yeah. yeah. That's America. They were, were smart. They they used loopholes to I mean, avoid. everyone filing their taxes looks for loopholes. These guys are just kind of the masters of it and certainly evil people for doing it. But that doesn't mean it's illegal and and right now it's not, but I think there's a lot of evidence here saying it should be or it should at least be more heavily regulated where they would lose uh, their 501c3 status and things like that. Yeah, that story is still awful. The lady went. The late. The lady went to went blow to the, the board of directors. And wow, I guns drawn federal raid. She, I mean, I'm I'm familiar with the Salvation Army, which everyone knows. It's the guy you know ringing the bell Santa outside of a the bell on Christmas. I, exactly. Uh, whenever you go to any food store, you'll see them, and it's it's uh, incredibly annoying. I actually truly despise that bell most days and as annoying as they are with that bell that you can have other reasons to hate them now too uh they're a charitable organization run by the protestant church which i don't know if i knew that that they I were associated with the protestant church but there they're, you go they're not completely affiliated to the protestant church they're they do have a weird subsect like they don't receive communion or drink the wine at the end they're kind of unique in that regard. Yeah, I mean, listen, it doesn't – I'm not saying that's a negative thing at all. There's a lot of very religious charities that do very good things. But the Salvation Army, they've been alleged for many years that they're discriminatory in their hiring practices, uh, namely against the LGBTQ community. And though they do state that they do not discriminate against the majority of their roughly 55,000 positions, they are allowed to inquire about one's religious beliefs during the hiring process as they are a church organization. Now, they again, they say they don't discriminate, but in 2001, the Salvation they, Army— They don't discriminate against the majority of their positions. 
Yes, that's what they specifically said. The majority of them. That's that's, that's a that's, really interesting quote. Yeah. Well, because they're because of the separation of church and state, they are allowed to ask. Because really, it's it's really probably for like, do you worship Satan? Yeah, I do. Okay, you're not hired. Oh, right. But but they can ask personal questions like, are you an atheist? Do you believe in God? Well, do you not believe in I mean, God? to be clear, the separation of church and state here is at their highest level since they're run by the Protestant church. There are probably positions that are both through the church that also assist with the Salvation Army. And it's arguable in those positions you'd be allowed to discriminate based on religion because of what it's for. Uh, but certainly in their public positions, they cannot. That it's a religion is a protected class, and you can't discriminate against that. But in 2001, the Salvation Army approved a plan to allow their same-sex workers to allow their domestic partners on their benefits plan. The religious community caught wind of this and immediately protested against the Salvation Army for abandoning their moral integrity and called the plan a monstrous appeasement of sin. Because the majority of religious people are idiots and evil like that. Just kidding. Don't don't tweet me. The Salvation Army yanked the plan in 2001 right after this. So months later, they immediately gave in to this pressure, only allowing different sex partners and their children to receive the benefits. So that that's messed up. That is messed up. And you'd think that the, the more progressive states and cities would stop this kind of thing from happening. But they don't. In, in, in New York, our home state, in 2004, the Salvation Army stated that they would cease operations in New York City if they were forced by the municipal ordinance to offer bene- benefits to their homosexual employees. Uh, Chick-fil-A went through similar. The city council refused to make the exception for them, but then-Mayor Michael Bloomberg chose not to enforce the ordinance on the Salvation Army, a decision that was later held up in the Court of Appeals. So to summarize, that the ordinance is still there, just Bloomberg chose not to enforce it with the Salvation Army. And beyond even that, the Salvation Army worldwide has championed the cause of anti-LGBTQ beliefs. In the year 2000, in the UK, the charity came out in opposition of repealing Section 28 of the Local Government Act. Section 28 basically said that, that you would not intentionally promote homosexuality or publish material with the intention of promoting se- homosexuality. A terrible evil law. And the charity also, as recent as 2013, was known to give referrals to LGBTQ individuals to conversion therapy camps, which if you don't know what those are, they, you know, Google them. Mike Pence was involved with them. They're a truly, truly evil, archaic, awful thing. And, uh, you know, though, though the charities removed all that evidence off their website, it still happened. Now, all that said, that's that's you can choose your politics, but Salvation Army still probably helps people. They still probably do a lot of good, but they're run by bigots. And, you know, that. There's enough charities out there where I don't think the staple Christmas charity should be one run by bigots. Was uh, Salvation Army one of the good ones or the okay ones? Uh, they're considered a private charity, so they don't have to release their records. Oh, so they're probably not good anyway. Wow. Uh, yeah, stop. Go, go, go donate elsewhere. They can sue me for defamation. I don't care. Go donate somewhere else. So do you think that kind of wraps us up, O'Connor? So just to wrap up, I know this episode was kind of negative and we were poking fun at a lot of bad things. Yeah, but, I mean, you kind of have to do that. We're covering the bad stuff. We're not covering the the good charities. Because because it's easy to to give to good charities. It's better that we inform you about some of the really bad charities. So it is a... It's a mitzvah. No, it's not. (laughs) I still don't even know what a mitzvah is. It's a good work. (laughs) Okay. So if you want to do a mitzvah or good work, let me give you some charities that actually are pretty good. Oh. And on a high note. CharityNavigator.org, the same website that I used to look up the bad ones, also lists some of the top ten good ones. Great. So if you want to donate to Doctors Without Borders, the Make-A-Wish Foundation, not the Kids Wish Network, and PetSmart Charities, all of those are highly rated and beloved, and if you give money to them, it'll make sure it'll go to the right place. That's awesome. Yes. I mean, I... I, I, I well respected. Yeah. 
that's Doctors Without Borders by far yeah. is the number one. Oh, well, I, I mean, I'm happy to hear that, and I can also see it's it's great that a thing that has such good press also is actually is just genuinely nice. Yeah, the the PetSmart charities thing that, that that's that's something I didn't know, and I've I've I can't say that I've donated to them because then I would be a bad person. Wow. All right, we ended on a good note here. So thank you for traveling through this uh this river of what some might consider a cesspool of charities. At least we got to, to give you some, some positive charities, some good charities that you can contribute to. And, and if you want to be charitable, make sure you like and subscribe to us on iTunes. <laughs> you, can fo- <laughs> uh, at, you can follow me on Twitter at Robot Austin. You can follow Morrison at Mr. Ryan Morrison. And you can follow Robot Congress at Robot Congress. Good night. <laughs>